was the sense that Windsor was the worst place to live if you're a woman. I want us to change the narrative to say Windsor is the Essex is the best place if you're a woman to live, to start a business, to grow a business, uh, and to be a leader. Women are 67% less likely to self-promote than men empower women entrepreneurs. Women owned 34% of businesses in Windsor Essex. Women have to be part of that process. They need to be part of that plan. Women were underrepresented in every single area. We can ensure um, that we can continue to move the dial. Found that they had imposter syndrome. In terms of Rise Windsor Essex, increasing the number of women entrepreneurs. And that addresses the needs of women entrepreneurs at this time are designed to really celebrate women. Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. I've officially teamed up with Rise Windsor Essex to bring you stories of Windsor Essex's very own female entrepreneurs. We're here to celebrate women in the area who have made it happen. Today, I welcome Susan, Sabrina, and Nicole from the Windsor-Essex Economic Development Corporation to talk about how they are supporting women through the Women Entrepreneurship Strategy. Learn about how Rise Windsor-Essex was developed and listen to the tremendous resources that our region has to offer to support female entrepreneurs. Welcome to the very first episode of our segment, We Rise Thursdays, where we will be highlighting female entrepreneurs in the Windsor-Essex area. Today I'm here with Susan, Sabrina, and Nicole from the Windsor-Essex Economic Development Corporation. Thank you all for joining me here today and I'm very excited to hear more about your work and if maybe you guys want to start off by having you each introduce yourselves. Sure, so I'll go first. Hi everyone. This is Nicole Anderson. I'm from uh, Weedsea, as Sarah had mentioned. I work for the Small Business Centre, which is a department at Weedsea, and I am running the Women Entrepreneurship Strategy Program within the Small Business Centre. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to be here. Uh, my name is Sabrina DeMarco. I'm the Executive Director of the Small Business Centre. Sarah with Nicole, as well as Susan, um, out of the Windsor-Essex Economic Development Corporation. And we are an agency um, that supports uh, startups as well as early stage entrepreneurs with resources and assistance and support as they uh, launch and grow their businesses within Windsor-Essex. And uh, the third member of the trio from Windsor-Essex Economic Development Corporation, my name is Susan Anslin. I'm the Executive Director of the Institute for Border Logistics and Security. It's a long title, but in essence, we're in the process of rebranding ourselves as um, the department responsible for uh, moving our region from being Canada's automotive capital to Canada's automobility capital. So really focused on innovation and uh, emerging technologies. Amazing, well, thank you all for joining me here today. And so how about we start off with maybe Susan, can you just tell us a bit about the Women Entrepreneurship Strategy and how did this get started? Um, at the Windsor-Essex Economic Development Corporation and your role with this development. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. So I should, um, you know, as part of my introduction, I have 30 years as a public servant and during that long time of working across Canada, I've been involved in a number of initiatives that support women entrepreneurs. And so 
when I came back, moved back to Windsor three years ago, I, um, there was a notice that came out. I actually went back into my calendar to look at the history. And so I have the dates all with me to, to kind of provide everyone a, a really kind of a detailed assessment of what happened. But the notice came out on October 22nd that the government of Canada had issued you know, a request for proposals for uh, women entrepreneurship strategy in terms of a regional ecosystem. And, uh, you know, when I saw the notice, I thought, you know, this is us. This is a great opportunity for our community to come together. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit because just a month before the notice came out, it was probably in mid-September, there was a photo exhibit uh, at the Art Gallery of Windsor, and it, was all, it featured the women of Windsor. And what had motivated the photographer to do this exhibit was a report that was made in 2017 that had identified Windsor as the worst place to live in Canada if you were a woman. And so his motivation was really to show the, you know, the beauty of women throughout Windsor and, and you know, kind of the, the exciting things they were doing. And similarly, when I saw the request for proposals for a woman entrepreneurship strategy, I had the same motivation because we all know women that are doing fantastic things and what a great opportunity to really support them. So um, the notice came out on October 22nd. I sent out a notice immediately to a number of our colleagues across the ecosystem. So there are a number of organizations in the Windsor-Essex region that support entrepreneurs. I indicated, hey, here's an opportunity for us to work together. We got together on October 29th. And by November 22nd, we had submitted our application as a group to support women entrepreneurship strategy for the women in Windsor, Essex. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. And so then I guess bringing into the small business center, um, what is the tie to this, Sabrina, if you don't mind sharing? Well, certainly. Well, you know, the Windsor Essex Economic Development Corporation is the lead economic development agency in the region. And the Small Business Centre um, has nearly a 30-year history providing small business and entrepreneurship supports to the region at large. Um, and of course, uh, women is a big piece of our clientele. Um, having been with the organization for a number of years, I would say that we increasingly see more women coming through our doors and accessing our services and taking advantage of our programs more in the last recent years than I would say maybe a decade ago. So it's a natural fit and we want to certainly see uh, more women uh, being encouraged and promoted um, into positions of leadership in our community, but also for them to recognize that they can do it themselves. They can be entrepreneurs, they can be their own boss, and they can leave fantastic businesses. So one of the initiatives, um, the key focal points of these women's entrepreneurship strategy is to encourage more women, yes, to go in and start a small business, grow a small business, but also think about pursuing businesses in sectors such as technology, um, in sectors uh, that are more innovative, um, so that is one of the exciting parts of this women's entrepreneurship strategy and why we're excited to be playing a key role. And we don't do this in isolation. We're working across five other ecosystem partners um, that are leveraging their time and resources to really build programming that women entrepreneurs need in order to be successful in the economy. Yes, that's incredible. And do you mind just sharing maybe some of the resources that are available to female entrepreneurs in the area? 
Well, certainly, I mean, I will state a few and then I'll let the rest of the group uh, chime in because there is a long and growing list. Um, so certainly at the Small Business Centre, we provide a free complimentary resources for entrepreneurs to access. So whether you are thinking about starting a business or you have a business, um, it's a business-friendly centre where you can come in, call or email um, with any questions you have. So where do I go to register my business? How should I structure it? Um, what funding avenues are available to me? So we field a lot of those general inquiries. But we also provide one-to-one -one support um, where an entrepreneur um, can sit down with a business advisor and get more expert advice and support with their specific business uh, plan and their questions. Um, and we provide a number of workshops and seminars as well. And we provide some micro-grant programs uh, to support um, entrepreneurs uh, with their journeys uh, so they can be successful. Yeah, that's great. Does anyone have any others to share along with that? Yeah, there are so many resources here in Windsor and really I'll, I'll segue into what Rise Windsor SS is because I'm assuming you're going to want to ask that question next. But Rise Windsor SS, it's a, a network that was born from the, the Women Entrepreneurship Strategy. It's really like the name of what we're trying to do here. And it's the amalgamation of all of the resources that are available to women entrepreneurs in our region and women working in STEM as well, um, science, technology, engineering, and math. And so through RISE, through the development of RISE, I've been able to, to, to really dive deep into what Windsor Essex is doing to help female entrepreneurs start businesses and grow their business and be sustainable. And, and even, you know, even before that, thinking about, you know, how to start a business, how to bring my idea to life, what type of resources are out there. So on our website, we, we've got everything listed, but I'll highlight a few that, you know, might not be on the forefront of, of people's minds. So we've got um, the Epicenter at the University of Windsor has a Venture Women program that they run every year, at least for the next three years, where they it, it's a cohort of women-only businesses in um, the tech field. WeTech Alliance has an Innovation Catalyst program that allows women working in, in tech related companies to think innovatively rather within their actual business to come up with some solutions to problems. So that is that is excellent for women to maybe not pursue their own business, but to really be innovative within a business. And we call that entrepreneurship. Um, the Accelerator, the Downtown Windsor Business Accelerator has a women-only entrepreneurship group, which is great. The, the college has the St. Clair um, Genesis Entrepreneurship Center. Um, they've got women-only activities that happen within that center. Um, there are smaller type of co-working spaces in, in, in the city. We've got the, the dry goods building um, that has recently been taken over by a few female entrepreneurs, and they're trying to get more creative female entrepreneurs within the building as well. Um, the Women of Windsor Mentorship Collaborative that offers a mentorship program to women specifically in, in STEM. So there are small pockets and large pockets as well of resources for female entrepreneurs in the region. And that is why Rise Windsor Essex was developed is really to pr provide a one-stop shop for female entrepreneurs to get access to everything that, that they could take advantage of in order to help them start their business. And um, Sabrina talked about it, but the federal government recently um, has been providing $5,000 grants for women-owned businesses and that is run through the Small Business Center. So there are very there are a lot of entrepreneurial 
resources available, but there are very specific female resources as well. Yeah, I, I just want to stress that. I was just going to say, you know, it's nice to see a specific fund that addresses the needs of women entrepreneurs at this time. Yes, definitely. And so I guess that sort of leads into my next question is, Susan, do you mind sharing which sectors do you think are the most underrepresented by women in the area? Right. Thank you, Sarah. So uh, when we got together as a group to really decide how we wanted to go forward, and uh, as Sabrina indicated, we continue to work with all these groups, all of these organizations were quick to say yes, they were interested in really supporting women and the key was to do it in a coordinated manner. Nicole talked about all of these resources, but it gets very frustrating if you're an entrepreneur and if you're a female entrepreneur in terms of where to go if you're looking for help. And so as a community, we decided we were going to do it in a coordinated manner. So that was, that was the first goal was to try to get everyone to work together. The second goal was to identify what area did we want to focus on and you know, as part of my work, I try to look at where do we want to go as an economy in the future? How do we future-proof our community? And clearly, innovation and technology is an important part in, in making sure that Windsor Essex continues to be prosperous in the future. And so we know that if we want to move towards being more technologically um, and more innovative, that women have to be part of that process. They need to be part of that plan. And so when we looked at what are the areas that women you know, are not, uh, even, there's, there's a discrepancy in terms of where women are represented. Frankly, when we looked at the entrepreneurship rate, women were underrepresented in every single area. Uh, and so we, there were a lot of areas that we need to kind of uh, have support. But because we wanted to make sure that we were future-proofing our economy and our communities and recognizing that women are critically an important part of that, we decided that our focus would be innovation and emerging technologies. So that as we move forward as a community, that we're moving forward in an inclusive manner. Um, and then if you look at the stats, you know, I talk about the work that I do in terms of automotive technologies. Well, the auto sector is notoriously known for being one of the worst represented sectors uh, for women. And yet, as a region, we are Canada's automotive capital. So if we're going to move from being Canada's automotive capital to being you know, more focused on automotive technologies or automobility, women have to be part of the plan. And so we all decided that we were going to work together and we were going to focus on innovation. And as Nicole said, it wasn't just innovation at starting a business, but we decided to take a vertical um, perspective. So looking at young women and making sure they understand that they have options of either pursuing an education in terms of STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, or entrepreneurship, starting a business that's innovation or a tech business, growing a tech business, or lastly, because we know that our rate of entrepreneurship was so low, there may be a way to kind of get women to start thinking about entrepreneurship is to get them to think about being an entrepreneur in their company as an employee. And that's the intrapreneurship angle, as Nicole mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. And then that sort of leads in to my next question for Sabrina is, 
know, how is the Small Business Center supporting female entrepreneurs? And what do you think their greatest challenge right now is amidst COVID-19 specifically? Yes, um, definitely. You know, we continue to make sure that um, our resources are easily accessible at this time. And we're creating a number of touch points to encourage our entrepreneurs, our female entrepreneurs, to seek our support during this time. Proud to say, and we've touched upon this already, that you know we worked with FedDev Ontario to craft a fund that is specific to the needs of female-led companies at this time and helping them to navigate um, this pandemic and uh, reopen their businesses um, through the use of these funds. Um, and what's great about the Women Entrepreneurship Strategy and RISE is now we have a platform um, in which we can cast the light on women entrepreneurship and use this platform uh, to continue to target young women and women-led companies and promote um, heightened programs to really address their needs. Um, so we can ensure um, that we can continue to move the dial. Um, I would say that, you know, running a business um, is definitely very exciting and rewarding but even challenging during the best of times. So as an entrepreneur, you're wearing many, many hats. You're juggling a lot of roles and responsibilities. Um, and we know that these uh, challenges facing women entrepreneurs are heightened at this point in time. We've seen the reports, um, we watch the news, and we know, even through our own personal lives, that women are juggling many hats. They are having to work while at the same time run their own business, uh, juggle child care and family responsibilities. And I think it's just this degree of uncertainty with the pandemic. We know that this will pass, but we just don't know when this will pass. So, you know, I, I see this working with um, all entrepreneurs, but women entrepreneurs particularly. They're investing a lot of time and energy on planning their businesses, planning post the pandemic. They're looking at pivoting where they should apply their precious dollars because we know that the expenses continue to come in but revenues have dropped considerably so while many of these businesses have you know reopened many still have not been able to reopen their doors fully and I think again going back to uncertainty it's not knowing um, what the new normal is going to be um, and businesses are doing their best to pivot to create those new revenue lines and to you know respond to the needs of the community at this time if I could just add to what Sabrina said, like in, in terms of, you know, looking at what's happening in our community and across the country, we know that women are proportionally being more affected by COVID-19 than men are or the general population. And uh, I heard one journalist call it a she covering. And I really love that term because if we are going to bounce back from this, that we need to make sure that our female-led businesses recover. And, and I'll add to that as well. Major point of discussion is generally, you know, women are generally the ones who take care of the home and take care of the children. And even in 2018, I mean, we weren't in COVID situation at all, but women were off 71% more days than men because of home responsibilities. And now we're going to see that exponentially through the next year or two because of the effects of COVID. So we need to find the, you know, the right um, programs in place to ensure that women can, can bounce back after, and, and she cover right after the, uh, after the pandemic. So, um, you know, our, our 
organization is working on. We've got a COVID-19 task force. We're looking at the different industries, how we can support those industries. Um, and also we're working with various members of the community to, to find creative ways to ensure that women can go back to work without feeling stressed or uncomfortable with sending their children to school, to daycare. We're trying to find the best happy medium for, for women to re-enter the workforce and restart their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. And, you know, like you said, it is a challenging time for all. So that's great that, you know, there is all these resources through the organization for this. And um, Nicole, if you don't mind sharing specifically with Rise Windsor Essex, how can people become more involved with this? With Rise Windsor Essex, uh, there are various ways. Number one, uh, we are a network. So staying in touch with what we're doing on social media, we've got, we keep our website up to date. And um, social media really is where we push the information that, that's coming through um, our community partners. Um, if you are an organization that wants to be involved with Rise Windsor Essex, we have a sh Rise Windsor Essex, we call it a shield, that you can add to your website that indicates that you are inclusive. However, you cannot use that shield until you go through a a customized diversity and inclusion gender-based training that we've developed with the Workforce Innovators Network, which is through Build the Dream. We've developed a webinar um, that is very specific to gender-based diversity and inclusion training so that you are accountable, you're taking the proper measures to be, to, to be an inclusive workplace. And when you use our shield, it's indicating to female entrepreneurs who wanna become part of your, you know, who want to join your workforce, it indicates to them that you've taken, you know, a step beyond just you know, talking about diversity and inclusion, you're actually training people within your organization how to be more inclusive to um, to females entering your workforce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And thank you for sharing. And you also touched upon um, a couple of statistics earlier on about women in the workforce. Is there any other that you'd like to share and specifically with how women are under underrepresented in the area and specifically in entrepreneurship? This was really, you know, when we were developing the proposal, there was a lack of data. And, and so I think that's one of the key things that Nicole is doing under her program is getting a better understanding of what are, what is the situation? It's difficult to make change if you don't know what's happening on the ground right now. And so a lot of the stats we'd had at as, as a community were not very relevant. And, you know, I know that personally, I had to go really digging in terms of finding some of these stats. And so I'm really excited about the fact that the Government of Canada through FedDev Ontario has provided us with funding to really better understand what's happening in our community and to provide us with the resources to make a change. Because at the end of the day, it's really about making this a better community for all, but especially for the women that live in this community. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Susan. And to, to add to that, um, Susan was very cognizant of putting in that in our, in our ask to the federal government is to have funding um, for a local organization, Workforce Windsor Essex, to do that research, to create those benchmarks, to ensure that what we are doing over the next four years of the grant that we are making that difference. So um, recently Workforce Windsor Essex re released that report. It was, it was um, actually in April 
they released the report of what's happening in the community from what they could find. It's on our website. It's the RISE report. And so, um, you know, some stats that they found were that women owned 34% of businesses in Windsor Essex as of 2016. So not, you know, that's still four years old. So we'd have to see how that, you know, that plays an effect next year when we have all of the, when COVID happens, but however, when we do have resources to help them tackle the issues regarding COVID. But on top of that, so women own 34% of businesses in Windsor Essex. However, 17% of women in our area are actually working in the STEM field, which tells me that 17% of these 34% of the businesses are tech-based businesses that women own. So again, very, very small portion. As, uh, as Susan had mentioned earlier. Um, some great things that came out of the report were some best practices that other communities put together to help um, empower women entrepreneurs and women working in STEM. So the first would be to, to create mentorship programs to align women who require mentors with women who are actually working in the field to help or, or to develop more male allies so um, men in leadership positions, grooming more women to, as succession, um, in their succession plans, rather. Educating employers on diversity and inclusion, which again is, is uh, what we're doing through Rise Windsor Essex. Helping them with their own personal investment. So a lot of women that were identified and, and researched through this proposal found that they had imposter syndrome when it came to to starting a business or to pursuing leadership positions in tech-related companies. So investing in themselves in, in leadership training, we recently offered a, a phenomenal workshop on um, negotiation as a female. So really investing in themselves is important. Financing is, is huge. And luckily, the Small Business Center, we do have that, that funding available to female entrepreneurs now. And just general community support and hopefully rise Windsor Essex by bringing all of the resources together kind of under one umbrella, one, a one-stop shop that'll help with that best practice that'll help ensure that, you know, we, we, we are supporting women in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched on so many very important points there. And I know, you know, we have a lot of work to do. What would the end goal for this organization be in the community? Um, I guess, what would the overall impact that RISE, Windsor Essex and the Business Center like to have? So uh, in terms of Rise Women's Essex, increasing the number of women entrepreneurs, increasing the number of women um, pursuing tech-related careers, finding those numbers over time are really important. We, we did identify strategic goals, and those are actually in the Rise report. But really, at the end of the day, it's just ensuring that female entrepreneurs do have the resources that they need in order to start and grow their businesses in our region. And I don't know, Susan, if you wanted to add to that, because you were... <laughs> you you started this all. Yeah, I and I know and I'm sure Sabrina has a comment she wants to make, but you know, Sarah, much like your podcasts are designed to really celebrate women, I go back to what really motivated me and motivated most of the people around the table who worked on the proposal. It was the sense that Windsor was the worst place to live if you're a woman. I want us to change the narrative to say Windsor is the Essex is the best place if you're a woman, to live, to start a business, to grow a business, uh, and to be a leader. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's really about changing the narrative. Um, and I would just add, and we always say this within our organization, that entrepreneurship and innovation is the lifeblood of our economy. Women make up 50% of the population. Just look at the stats. We know that we need to increase the participation rate of self-employment in general. We need more women and men engaged in self-employment and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Entrepreneurship and innovation um, in particular. So increasing the number of women entrepreneurs will lead to increased innovation and economic growth and prosperity. That is the key right there. Yes, absolutely. And <laughs> so from that, why do you think there is that large gap with women entrepreneurs specifically in the area? We've been generally an automotive city and there's been a very low representation of women in automotive and a lot of, it's not just about the, the big three that make up our community. It's all the feeder plants and all the feeder organizations into that. So um, I think that's where it really probably started. Yeah. So just to uh, work off of that, I was going to say that, you know, generally speaking, Windsor-Essex has a lower rate of self-employment um, mm -hmm. across Canada. I, I think Again, we're lacking data, we're lacking recent data, and I'm sure that figure is slowly climbing up. It's moving in the right direction, slightly. <laughs> um, but historically and systemically, I mean, we are, we are an automotive town. We have um, historically good, strong factory uh, jobs, um, as, well, as well as agriculture. And I, you know, you, we can point to that as one reason, one of the answers why historically uh, people haven't moved into entrepreneurship or self-employment because it was easier and to move into um, those traditional jobs that were more secure and higher paying. Um, but now with the change in the economy, and I can see it also with the younger generation and students at the college university, I think that mindset is changing. Um, the economy is changing, but I see from the younger generation, as well as newcomers to our area, is that they have a different attitude. They have a, you know, I can do it, I want to do it attitude. And entrepreneurship is definitely at the forefront. They want to experiment uh, with entrepreneurship. They want to start their own businesses. And uh, that is just very, very encouraging. Um, and I, I definitely see that um, we will definitely move, move the needle for sure. Um, we just need to start collecting the data and measuring it, <laughs> which is what we're doing. Yeah, you know, I, I think there's there's a whole lot of reasons why uh, our area, and, and as Sabrina said, we tend to have a lower rate of entrepreneurship, generally speaking. We do have the lowest rate for women entrepreneurship. And and I think Sabrina made a you know a number of good points in terms of what's contributing to it, good jobs in terms of factories. I think we need to change uh, the perception of starting a business, owning a business, being an entrepreneur. And so it's about families. So parents, you know, kind of um, working with their children to say, hey, here's an opportunity for you. It's about the school system, identifying entrepreneurship as a career option. And you're starting to see that even in elementary schools, in um Secondary schools, there are a number of high schools that now have entrepreneurs, entrepreneurships as a program. Uh, we definitely need it at the university and then at the college. So it's great that we have Genesis at St. Clair and the Epicenter. But as a community, we really have to find a way that we celebrate entrepreneurship uh, because it goes back to what Sabrina said. In terms of being a prosperous community, 
we have to be an innovative community. And one of the ways that you, you get innovation is by having you know, a, diverse, a diversity in terms of entrepreneurship, uh, getting comp diverse companies. And how you get diverse companies is through a high rate of entrepreneurship. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have talked about how female entrepreneurs in the area are definitely lower. Um, I know, however, in my sort of short experience here, I've met so many amazing female entrepreneurs in the area. Um, what's some of the feedback that you have heard from female entrepreneurs in the area that have started their own businesses? I'd like to start because Sabrina and Nicole are working with female founders on a daily basis. But I can tell you that when we made the announcement that we had received the funding for the Women Entrepreneurship Strategy, uh, the first in our area, I was shocked at how many women called and emailed to say to congratulate you know, the community to coming together and recognizing the needs. So you know, the feedback that I got right away was, wow, I was really impressed in terms of how many people were out there who were really excited that we had done this and who were reaching out to say they wanted to be part of this process. I agree. I've had a lot of uh, women reach out who want to be mentors, who are said, you know, if you've got anyone who needs some help, send them over to me. But I've also found that a lot of female entrepreneurs are kind of coming out of the woodwork, which is amazing. I read an article recently that said uh, women are 67% less likely to self-promote than men. So, you know, we're kind of the point of Ryzen's Resics, to be honest, is to kind of turn over every rock and find every female entrepreneur in the region to help them. And it's so great. I've, I've been meeting a lot of female um, entrepreneurs who I'd never met, who have, I'd never even heard of, who had been in business for a long time. And it might not be that I, I'd never heard of them specifically. Maybe I've heard of their business, but I didn't realize it was a female entrepreneur who owned the business. So it's really great to see, um, see these women, you know, taking part of Risewinds Resets, which is really a community of women who empower one another. And um, one thing that that I found too are that women are wanting more networking opportunities. And unfortunately, COVID did happen at, well, it's never a good time for COVID, but uh, it happened at a bad time when we just launched because we, we held two events and um, one which was sold out, the other one which was pretty much at max, max capacity as well. And it was just women who wanted to meet other women and be empowered by other women. So hopefully we'll get more, we'll be able to do more kind of Zoom meetups with uh, female entrepreneurs. One reached out to me, she's not a female entrepreneur, but she is um, in an underrepresented area for women in manufacturing and logistics. And she said, I'd love to just host a meetup for women who are like me in the region. I, I just love to meet more women like me. So we're going to be hosting things like that. So if you are a female entrepreneur, you're listening to this and you've got, you've got questions, you've got ideas on how to make, make Risewinds or Essex better or create more resources for female entrepreneurs. I truly encourage you to reach out and, and, you know, we'll make something happen. And Sabrina, did you want to add to what you're hearing from yeah. the Yeah. Yeah. Well, just quickly, I think you touched on upon it. Um, it's about creating a very powerful uh, women-led network. I think that's key. Um, you know, we know that there's a lot of structural barriers. Sometimes it's very difficult 
um, for underrepresented groups as well as women to penetrate and navigate male-dominated networks. Uh, so we're creating it our own for ourselves. And one thing that uh, came out of the study that we commissioned uh, with Workforce Windsor Essex is women entrepreneurs, for them to thrive in certain environments, they need supports that are distinctive than those for men, such as access to incubators, mentorship, and other training and business supports. These specific needs are only not only caused by structural inequalities, but also results from the way young girls and women are socialized from a very young age. And I think that this is what we are creating with our network and what we're doing with the women's entrepreneurship strategies, ensuring that we have the supports that are in place um, that women will gravitate towards so they can feel safe and empowered to move forward with their business ideas. And the funding that FedDev um, just launched is a really good buildup to that strategy because now they not only have the supports, but they have some access to capital so that they can feel confident and move forward with their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. And I think, you know, the organization in general is going to be a great connector for women entrepreneurs. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, and also, you know, adding on to what Nicole had said as well, um, you know, I, I definitely agree that there is a lot of businesses that I had followed before and I'd been a fan of. And it wasn't until, you know, I when I started the podcast and really diving into the organization and realizing that one, it was a a female-owned business, but two, they all had such incredible stories behind them and how that all got started. So I'm very excited to hear more from the women in the area um, and the entrepreneurs and how they got here. And thank you so much for sharing all of your information on the program. And I'm, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Thank you for having us. Thank yeah. you so much, Sarah. But it is the dialogue that will make a difference. It's telling these stories and it's celebrating these stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. And I'm excited that, you know, to share these stories and um, hopefully make that impact on the community. So thank you all again. And do you mind just sharing where um, people can go to find all of these resources um, and websites that we've spoke about? Absolutely. Um, RiseWindsorEssex.com is our website. And it, like I'd mentioned, it amalgamates all of that information. So Resources that are available will be posted on that site. And uh, in real time, you can find us on uh, social media. So we've got Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, follow us and engage with us. And if you've got anything that you'd like to share as a female entrepreneur, we typically reshare um, stories and, and uh, events and, and uh, things like that. So if you would like to contact me specifically, it's N Anderson at windsoressexsmallbusiness.com or you can find us on the website as well. And then the Small Business Center, Sabrina, do you want to mention where they could find the, the grant specifically for the RE3? Sure, absolutely. Um, so you can find um, the Windsor Essex Economic Development Corporation as well as the Small Business Center across all social media platforms. And to, as Nicole said, to learn more about um, our resources and the different programs and workshops that we have available, you can go to our website. And to learn more about the funding opportunity for women SMEs, they can visit our website at windsoressexsmallbusiness.com and all the information is there. And I'd like to mention, right before we leave, <laughs> that this is actually the first of many Rise 
um, podcast episodes. Um, so we've developed a partnership for, for those listening. Rise Windsor Essex has developed a partnership with Made It Happen podcast. So Sarah, did you want to talk about when they could hear or, and what they'll be listening to? Yes, so you can listen to We Rise Thursdays. Every Thursday, there'll be a new episode with a local female entrepreneur from the area. Um, So make sure you tune in. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.